Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. I'm so incredibly excited to have Elizabeth Hoosh here um, from Annapolis, Maryland, sharing her journey to private practice success. Thank you um, so much for having me. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Will you share with people um, where you're located, your um, niche, um, and um, your website address? Sure. Yep. I'm in Annapolis, Maryland, so on the East Coast, uh, between Baltimore and Washington, if people aren't familiar where Annapolis is. Um, I, uh, my niche is I work with, um, I mean, my niche niche is anxious women. Overall, it's anxious adults, uh, but I really target my marketing towards anxious, overstressed, overwhelmed women. Um, and my website is progressioncounseling.com and I have a podcast called Woman Warriors. So that's on the website too. Awesome. And when, uh, can you share why you decided to become a therapist in one minute or less? Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. So uh, I wanted to be a therapist for a long time, but I think the driving force for me was that when I was in high school, I had a therapist that was so helpful for me getting through some really tough stuff and it made such an impression on me. I had hoped to do the same for others. Oh, that's fantastic. And when did you decide to actually like go to grad school? When did that happen? <laughs> much, much, much later. So, uh, I went to grad school, so I never completed my undergrad degree, you know, in my 20s. So I went back to school, and my youngest son, who's now 23, when he was in high school, I guess, um, and we ended up graduating, like, on the same day, him from high school, me from, <laughs> from master's program. But, um, yeah, so I went back for my master's at, like, 50. So I was, oh. I, yeah, crazy. I, I. At the time, I'm like, I don't think I can really do this, but it was really important to me to, to do it. Awesome. And what year did you start your private practice? Pretty much right away. So as soon as I graduated from, uh, so I was 53 when I got my master's and um, I had a um, mentor, but also supervisor who was in private practice. And she's like, why wait? I mean, of course, I worked for a group practice for a while while I was building, getting my full licensure, but I opened the business. In fact, I just got a little certificate saying I have to re-up my trade name this year because it's been five years. And yeah, so crazy. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so I did it right away. I had the business open. It didn't get fully up and running for probably a year or so, but yeah. Mm -hmm. I got it right away. <clears throat> what, what was it like that first year of being in private practice? Mm. Well, I can remember making the decision, you know, when I was finally, you know, when I did get fully licensed and decided to fully step away from the group practice and go on my own, 
and it was super scary, but it was also probably the best decision I ever made. I, I being my own boss, being able to, I chose not to take insurance. So being private pay, um, it just, it gives me the freedom to run my business the way I want to, but also to, if I want to travel, like I told you, I'm going away this week and spending a long weekend with my sister in California. It gives me the flexibility to live my life the way I want to. But that first year, it was a little scary. Um, marketing, I'm an introvert, so marketing was a very, that was a big challenge. Um, but it was so worth it. Mm. And what does your private practice look like today? So today, um, it's, I, 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 I love it. So it's, I work two half days, two, no, I guess I work three half days. No, I have to think about my schedule. Two half days and two full days. I take Wednesdays off from clients, but I do a lot of business type stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also have a podcast. I run groups for women mindfulness groups for women. And the best part, I think, is that like if a client comes to me and it's not the right fit, it doesn't feel like it's, it's going to be, you know, I'm, I can see that I'm not the right therapist for them. Mm -hmm. I can say, you know what, I think you'd be better off with this person or I'm not necessarily the right person for you. So the client load feels like my world kind of like this, like they really fit. Mm. And it sounds like you don't feel desperate for clients. You don't feel fearful that like, Oh, if I turn this person away, then like, Oh no, I, you know, I'm not taking insurance. I'm not going to get clients. I, I don't, I just hear an ease about the right clients are going to come to me and I'm going to be fine. Yes. And of course, anytime a client says, you know, this is it, when it, it feels like the right fit and yet they can't afford it. That can be hard, but I recognize that for them, it's not the right fit. If it's going to be a financial strain for them to come to me, I'm happy to give them referrals to people who do take insurance so that they can get the help they need. But yes, clients find me there that uh, there's an abundance of clients that what have been your favorite marketing um, strategies as an introvert? Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. Oh, so um, I learned how to create a website that um, I worked really hard to get backlinks to my website. So I guest blogged for a lot of people initially. Um, I worked really hard to get the back end of the website, having the words that people were looking for, the search words, search engine optimization. So I taught myself a lot about web design. Um, I just recently, the way the, 
what you're seeing now as my website. I had a professional come in and make it all beautiful and fit and it had become sort of piecemeal. And so now it, it, it looks the way I wanted it to look from the beginning. But so I did a lot of um, sort of behind the scenes stuff. But then I also blogged regularly. And now I have the podcast and that opened up opportunities for me to speak publicly. And so now I have a video of me doing a, you know, a, a presentation on self-compassion. And so that really has opened up a lot of people have seen me without me having to go out and go to doctor's offices and sell myself. <laughs> Which I did do that too. I did that too, but I hated it. I hated it. I'm I'm with you. Like that is like the worst <laughs> thing you can imagine. Or like cold calling people. Oh no, I'm not doing any of that. Like I'm not going to like a networking meeting to try to like hawk my I, wares. I'm I did that too. That. <laughs> I'm I'm over it. It's not. I'm not about it. Yeah. Now you decided to. Uh, to enroll in boot camp. Tell me about when you did that and why. So I think I did that the second year of my business. And I recognized that like the business side of things, I, I really didn't know anything about. And it wasn't something I felt comfortable teaching myself mm-hmm. because I have like a lot of people out there, my money story is so complicated and gets in the way of all this stuff. So doing boot camp really helped me figure out like, how much do I need to be saving? How do I budget? How do I know how much to charge? Like, how do I evaluate like what I should be charging, which I still think I'm a little undervalued there, but whatever, we're getting there. But um, that, I mean, that was really my, the primary goal for me was, and then, you know, there's so much other stuff with boot camp that it was helpful for me there too, as far as figuring out how to market as an introvert and how to really get my message out there in a way that reaches my ideal client. Mm. And <clears throat> as an introvert going into something that is kind of community oriented, like boot camp, how did you manage that piece? Mm, that's a great question. So I tend to, <laughs> I think I may have a little bit of like the highly sensitive person's tra- uh, traits as well. So I get overwhelmed easily, mm-hmm. but I just would, because what's so great about boot camp for me was that like each unit is almost self-contained. And so I would sort of step into the units that felt relevant to me in those, at that, those periods of time throughout. Mm-hmm. And I still go back to them. Um, you know, depending on what's calling me in those moments. But I, I recognize, like I tried doing it the first year, like every week and I have my little binder and, but I get overwhelmed. And so I have to recognize that I can just take it in little bits and pieces, but it's all still there, which is so great. That's the the great part about the lifetime piece. And I think that's the, sometimes we have these internal stories that we tell ourselves that we have to make all the change and we have to do it right now to be successful, like, or everything's going to fall apart, but realizing Mm -hmm. that we can all only do so much change at a time. Like that's just a totally normal thing. And that even as you're going through and going at your pace, you're still, your practice still grew. Like it still grew at like a really great pace. And now financially, like things are in a good place. 
Yes, they are. Yep. <laughs> Although I have to get better at saving money, but it's, I'm making money. So that's, that's the good news. <laughs> it's, a, it's an exciting thing. I know we um, just started doing um, the, the tracking, particularly of people doing their first five-figure months right? That yes. it's been something that we've really shied away from, even though we know it's like a powerful piece, but we felt mm -hmm. like, well, it just feels like too money oriented. But we found again and again that for therapists, there was something like that shifted for them when they hit that first figure month of feeling, of feeling differently about their private practice. So tell me about what was your experience when you hit that first five figure month? Yeah. So that happened for me last year. And I, it was like, I don't usually talk about how much money I make, but I was telling everybody, I'm like, you know what, guess how much money I made this month, right? And so, um, it's amazing. I mean, and what's, and I, you know, I hit it for, I hit it one month and I have not hit it again, but I've come close and I see the potential and it's amazing. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's like a, I, I did this. I'm doing this. This is, this is, real. this yeah. is real. Yeah. Like I, this is my career. You know, it's not, not that I didn't ever think it was, but somehow it makes it feel more solid. Like this yeah. is a thing that's going to sustain me. Yeah. And what advice would you have for other, um, maybe even other people like you who went back to school later in life and they're trying to figure out whether or when to go into private practice? What advice would you have for them? Yeah. Well, one, like it's, it's not, it's never too late. I mean, I, I really you know, there were parts of me that questioned, like, what am I doing? Like going back to school so late and can I really do this? But, you know, at 50, my dad worked till he was like 83. That's a, I still have a long way to go if I, if I stick it out as long as he did. That's a long, yeah, it's a lifetime career. But uh, I would say, you know, if it's, if it's something that you yearn to do, just if you can find a way to do it, do it. Um, um, you know, going back to school feels really hard, but once you step your foot in the door, you know, you find people of like minds and in the same, you know, somewhere on the journey that you can connect with too. Um, and private practice, if that's what, you, if I have a friend who has been toying with private practice, she's older than me. And she's like, yeah, but I only have a couple of years left. And I'm like, but do you want to spend those years like, cause where she is right now, she's not happy. I'm like, why? I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's worth it. It's worth stepping into the private practice journey. It's worth going back to school. If this is what your, your, your calling is, is this, this is what you feel you need to do. Mm, I love it. And um, for people that are listening to this and they're trying to determine whether they should do boot camp, what advice would you have for someone who is just maybe a year in, has a funky money story and is trying to decide like, is this worth the investment? Like this is a lot of money. I don't know if this is the right time. I don't know if this is the right investment. What advice would you have for them? This is going to sound weird, but to me, like 
what I have learned is that you actually have to make an investment to make money. Mm. You know, that you, we can't know it all. We can't have all the pieces. You can't be a great therapist, a great business owner, a great money person. Like there's stuff that I'm just not good at. And this has really helped me, but the investment was so worth it. Again, because like I, I go back to the modules when I'm feeling stuck in a place where I'm not sure if I'm really focused in the right direction and it really helps me. Well, and to the support, just that you can reach out and put a post a question out there and have people right there willing to step up and offer advice, suggestions, help. But yeah, it's really been a worthwhile investment for me. So I would say go for it. There's payment plans. You can do it. It doesn't have to be too hard. Awesome. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy practice. Check out Elizabeth at progressivecounseling.com in Annapolis. And more importantly, you're listening maybe to this on a podcast. Check out her podcast. Yes. Say it again so that we, I don't, it's like the worrisome woman. It's, it's worrisome it's, woman. It, it's woman warriors. So instead of warrior, it's the play on woman warriors, but it's women, woman warriors. So like okay. if you were a worried woman, yeah, but if you look up woman warriors, they, um, they are, or find me on progressioncounseling.com. The, the podcast is there too. And click the link there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again. And uh, for those of you, you. listening, um, check out our private practice challenge if you haven't started it yet, or go to bschoolbootcamp.com forward slash about to get on the interest list for bootcamp before we open up again. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Anytime. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.